Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Having defeated a monster disguised as a treasure chest within the halls of the old Bloodsail Buccaneer headquarters, our heroes Butch, Ari, and Falcus are getting patched up and getting ready to continue on their journey. What will they find as they delve deeper? Will they do as their pirate captain ordered, or will they come up with a plan to foil the pirates without bringing danger to Billy? Let's find out now as we queue up for more heroic dungeons and dragons. Hey everybody, just wanted to jump in really quickly to let you know that the dungeon that we're running uh, is using a modified version of the map of Dangwaru, I think is how you probably would pronounce it. Uh, which can be found in the Tortal Package. The Tortal Package was released by Wizards of the Coast in September of 2017 as a supplement to the Tomb of Annihilation adventure module. So last time, as we were exploring the the old pirate fortress that the Bloodsail Buccaneers once upon a time called their home base. You guys entered into this large throne room that had all these skeletons lying around, all these pillars and whatnot that were old and weather-beaten and sort of um, torn up by the ravages of time. Um, Ari did the dangerous thing, which was to walk over and pluck the crown off of the obvious trap that everything turned out to be just fine. Uh, and then Falcus did the dangerous thing of open or the, the 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 not dangerous thing of opening the treasure chest that was sitting here waiting to be claimed which then turned and attacked you big teeth and tongue and with acid spittle and that sort of thing combat went your way thankfully uh but it was a close thing because after uh you guys sliced into it the blood sprayed out it, it landed on some skeletons which then rose and started to attack you with bows and arrows thankfully everything calmed down um, you guys were a little worn out, so you guys went ahead and took a short rest. Um, at this point, we are toward the end of the short rest. You guys are wrapping up, you know, patching yourselves up. You can hear the sort of booming water sound of the water coming from the ocean and rushing through the cave that you're standing above, like the floor of this room is over top of a cave entrance where, and you could see this from the outside balcony as you were approaching this room, where the sea could come in and go out from, uh, you know, beneath where you're standing. Um, on the eastern side of this wall, there is a, a closed set of double doors uh, behind where the throne was, where Ari grabbed the crown. Uh, and to the south of where you are is a hallway that um, leads away from this room deeper into the fortress in an area that you have not yet explored. Uh, is there anything that you guys want to do before the short rest concludes and before you guys begin to continue to explore this this place? Well, wait a minute. I, ju I just want to point out that when talking about us getting patched up, what we're really talking about is um, making Fulcus alive again. <laughs> and again, and again, and again. I'll have my day. Uh, yeah, I'm doing perfectly fine. Uh, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not having any problem. But, I blame you know, Ari for this one. Ari's job is to... I in, did not in, my, chest. <laughs> my, in my opinion... Well, no, just oh, just focus, please. Like, can you open up this chest for us? That's it's what not I. Not my fault. You fall for a pretty face. Nah. Well, focus is a pretty face as well, but it just you, you know. Lucky you are pretty. <laughs> focus just 
falls just just like a you know it's like oh like a like a little mouse comes out and goes boo and then Falcus is you know got zero hit points uh, <laughs> and then so Ari's job all Ari has done this entire campaign is make you alive again pew, pew. Uh, that's <laughs> that's her job but but the reason as, as I know the reason that you're you're so fragile oh yeah because you're you you're two playing two classes so you are not at the same level as the rest of us you are at a lower level and two classes but yes. once you get once you get up you know like you're you're going to be op right now i'm getting there i'm getting you're there you're a piece of glass <laughs> i think all 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 characters one through three are pieces of glass at times but yeah i am a tad more uh fragile in that nature yes so we're th- level three what are you i am one rogue two fighter so okay. next level at level f- character level four i will finally have my third level fighter and oh. i can pick my martial archetype so then i come online as they it would also does it help that there's been some pretty big roles that have hit too like things that just i think boom. i had some pretty bad roles too yeah <laughs> i think that was also part of this need some better dice and the last time we played, uh, our DM kept r- rolling natural 20s. Yes. It, it was episode natural 20. Yep. <laughs> it was the 20th episode, wasn't it? It was. And that was the title of that episode. I saw that. <laughs> it, and there was a lot of natural 20s, which knocked Falkus on That's his ass. beautiful. Uh, on his butt. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just wanted to put that out there. That the reason Falkus is useless is, is because he will be so much... Well, thank you. One level. I, I find it funny because in my head throughout this, this, this talk right now is, is this character's an elf. I have history. I have years behind me. How am I this weak at this point in time when you think about the history of a character like that, that my character's been in fights and wars and things of that nature but i guess a little bit more as i was like thinking like how do i play this into my characters like most of the stuff i did was espionage okay i didn't have to get my hands dirty i didn't have to get really out there i can pull a pull a bow and arrow but i wasn't quite there all the time in in the front lines in fairness to that point arthas did not attack silver moon with an army of treasure chests. It's not something that you would have been used to fighting. Perfectly understandable. I love that line. <laughs> okay. My, my point has been made. Uh, uh, <laughs> so we took a short rest and um, before we uh, leave this room, can Ari do something? Yeah, what's up? Please. Uh, the rug looks suspicious, so I want to kick it over. Oh, um, so you took a look at that, actually. We did already? The okay, last good. time we played, yeah, you peeked under it. It has, Perfect. there's, like, some old, um, like, mold stains from under, like, if you gotcha. spill something on a carpet and that sort of thing. But outside of that, nothing interesting. I couldn't remember. I'm like, the rug just looks really suspicious, like the chest. So I just wanted to make sure. Okay, never mind. I take back what I wanted to do. All right. So what would you guys like to do next? I mean, is there uh, anything else we can... What... I'm just looking at the, I'm looking at this, uh, yeah, okay, so there's, there's, uh, doors to, to the east, as you said, there's also, I can't tell, are, are there, like, pillars, or boxes, or, I think these are statues, if I remember correctly, just old statues, I'm not sure what this is, actually. Yeah, so to the north, there's a couple of statues. In the center, the four dark spots that you guys can see are pillars that hold up the ceiling. Um, The circular thing that you're pointing at is like an old urn, but as you look into it, there's like nothing in there. There could this could have been something to 
like uh, hold something or this could have been something that um you know was just purely decorative like a big vase it's it's difficult to tell but it doesn't look like it's useful or functional at the moment i vote we go out the double doors and see what's out there yeah there's basically two directions for us to go that that we haven't seen the double doors or um going down this corridor I have a really important question, actually. Ari, are you wearing the crown? Yes. Okay. That's that's nope, that's I important. That bad boy on my head. Okay. And what does the crown look like? I would say that that's up to Ari. What does the crown look like? I'm gonna say it is. Imagine like the Burger King crown that you like coveted as a kid. So it's gonna be that shape. Um, as a but kid. I don't like don't like gold as a kid. <laughs> I fight that thing as an adult. It has rules. There's a game. We'll talk about that later. But imagine the Burger Queen crown. Except for I don't like gold, so it's going to be silver. This this king like white gold or silver. I feel like silver would have been of the time frame. And it's going to have like emeralds just in it. And then like some swoopy etching because whoever made this, whatever dwarf or goblin made this just was so skilled he could swoopy etch around the base of it. But it's kind of big on me. So it's kind of like I put it on and it's either going to go down my forehead. So I kind of have it cocked to one side. Like an arrogant prince. Yeah, you pull it off, too. It works. Perfect. I'm woo-girling this. I am leaning into the woo-girl, I have decided. So. Woo! Yeah. Okay, I'd like to check out. So, um, Ari, you're next to the doors. I'm going to open the doors, unless Falkus has any objections in his fragile state. Falkus is going to slowly rise, kind of check over, make sure... Okay, my, my joints move, my knees move. I'm feeling... Whew. All right, I think I'm good enough to keep going. And um, I'm going to head up towards the daze. And on the way past the mimic, I'm going to give it a swift kick out of spite and um, proceed to join the group at the door. Okay, um, there's no reaction from the creature. It is dead. Um, it You hit it and it sounds like you hit... You, you kicked wood like it's still convincing in its shape even though it's dead you open the door and you can see out into the 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 area that you could see from the crab the bloody crab room where there was this um the water comes all the way into this sort of natural cave on the far side from where you guys are you can see um the old rickety rope bridge with the some of them are broken uh, planks that like of the uh, creating the bridge and you can see that there is a thin mist it's a little thicker on the map than I intended it to be but you can see that there is a thin mist that comes out from one of the cave mouths like from as the rope bridge spans from the south to the north the place that it goes on the north side is like a cave entrance and there's like this there's this thin blood colored um, mist that sort of wafts out from there. Uh, you look down and it's probably 10 or 20 feet down into some pretty violently moving water. It's coming in and then rushing back out again and then rushing back in again and rushing back out again. So the idea here would be that it's not going to be easy to traverse if you were to go direct across from here. I don't see, I mean, that. I'm trying to figure out how far away this bridge is. It's not like we can just walk to the bridge. I think this is going to have to be like wherever this south entrance is, our best bet. See, I wasn't sure because there was an exit out of the room with the fountain. So I wasn't sure if there was a way out and around through the jungle side of things. Um, But there was a hallway back in the throne room that went south. So we can see what's what's down that that way. way. If it ties it around. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the hallway we go. Cool. You guys turn and make your way south through the hallway. Um, As you travel south, you can see ahead of you that eventually the light. So the light that you guys have to see by is because you are indoors and there is a roof overhead. But there are large sections of the roof that have been destroyed just because this place has not been maintenanced or maintained in a long time. So there's holes in the roof. Um, As you travel 
south, you do get to uh, eventually to a place where the darkness is too too thick to see through unless you have dark vision, which I know the Falcus does have, but Ari and Butch do not. Um, that being said, Falcus, at this point, you have gotten to, uh, if we're up here, um, as you pass moving south on your right, which would be to the west, you do see a door that is closed and then beyond that further down south there is a large set of double doors which are also closed all right um i would check these doors here and uh, see if they're unlocked okay you test the handle and it does seem that it is unlocked um you go and you push it open and you do see it's like a um it looks like it might have actually at one point been an old guard room. You see on the far western side of the room that there used to be a door here, um, but that it's basically fallen in. Uh, vegetation has crept inside. There's plants growing up through the tile floor. Um, there are stairs that lead out of this room to the west that head down into that multi-tiered garden that Butch had pointed out when you guys first walked into the throne room. Butch looked out the window and said, hey, I can see a garden to the south. Um, that is that section out there. Gotcha. Uh, not much Not much through here. Um, is there anything else of interest in this room? Um, anything that sticks out, I guess? Roll a perception check. 16. With a 16, you look around, you actually look under um, some of the plant life, you turn over some of the wooden boards of what used to be the door, and you actually don't find anything that you think would be of particular value. You think you generally are pretty sure that at one point this would, would have been a place to station guards, um, and that just because of the age of the structure, it's completely fallen into disrepair. But it is a path that you could take to go out into the garden section. Um, I don't think uh, we'll, we'll keep this place in mind if we need to head out to the garden for some reason, but uh, there's a couple more doors down the end of the hallway here. Um, I can't tell how far that they can see. I do have dark vision. Do they need a torch? So um, as you travel south, by the time you get to the double doors that are to the west like as you go further south again on your right hand side there are some doors judging by the location you're thinking okay this is probably another way out into the garden Falcus, you turn to your left and look down a hallway that stretches out to the east it is um too dark for your companions to see you are sure of that um what you can see are um, a hallway with several doors and a lit thing at the far end of the hallway. Butch and Ari, as you approach, you can see that Falcus is just walking confidently into the darkness. And you're like, oh, I, the, the light ends. Like, we can't see what's going on. I'll turn around and see their hesitation, and I'll pull out a torch. Okay. How um, I can... Yeah, what were, what were we going to do? I was going to say, how bright are the sparks that Prestidigitation like, has? Like, could I just constantly cast sparks? <laughs> um, they're not bright enough to okay. see by. It's more of a, like, you can create sparks to have the effect of, like, here's something to look at, but... Um, I don't know if we were talking, like, sparkler, like, sparkler, yeah. or, like, just, like, pew, 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 pew. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be pretty minor, and the reason that that's got to be the case is that there are other cantrips that do yes. the thing that you're asking to do yep. so um, keeping that in mind <laughs> Falcus I I do have a question about equipment um, I guess I never took the adventurer's backpack that has torches in it are we oh, I have playing? a torch I have a candle okay <laughs> I have a candle too but that's, I don't think that gives off a lot of light no, I'm, uh, I just wanted to that being like one of the stupid staples of any adventuring party if it's not in my inventory how are we playing that uh you don't have it there are different adventuring packs like when you create your character there's like the adventurers pack the explorers pack the scribes pack whatever the different packs are that's the starting equipment that you choose if you don't have torches you don't okay. have torches uh rewind a bit i'll turn around and see their hesitation i went oh crap i'm i'm sorry guys uh did you guys have a torch <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me uh, let me go ahead and take care of that for you real quick. And I I 
get a torch out of my bag um, and I, you know, light it using the t- t- tinderbox <laughs> that, that I have. And then I have a big, whoof, um, big hot flame torch going on. Right. Okay. Um, so I just checked torches light, bright light for 20 feet and dim light for an additional 20 feet. So I'm going to create, I'm going to make it so that your token emits light. And if I hit save, that should change it. Do you guys see oh. a little better now? Yeah. Yeah. Right. That is amazing. So now Butch is a light source. You walk down the hallway, you have a torch and you can use it to see by. To your south, you see a doorway. To your uh, east, you see a hallway. Um, as you look down the hallway um, on the left-hand side, which will be on the north, you see a set of double doors. Um, a little further down the hallway and then to the south, you see a set of double doors. And then f- all the way at the end of the hallway, you see a thing that is emitting um, some small light. I vote we finish this hallway, this little section here up these doors before we head down the hallway. Uh, why don't we go ahead and try to open this door that we're right next to that's that's, that's going here to the, uh, to the west. Now, all these doors just keep opening for us. So let's, uh, hey, 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 Falcus, you seem to be having some good luck. Why don't you go ahead and try that door? <laughs> uh, all right, sure. That's why I was going to start uh, checking out these doors as well and so, seeing if they're unlocked. So now this one is locked. Uh, I'll pick it. Okay. Um, roll a dex. Are you proficient with thieves tools? On the far left side of your character sheet, it should list the tools I that you're proficient with. I have thieves tools. Yep. I do have thieves tools. But are you proficient in it? How do you tell if you're proficient in that? The tools listed on the far left side show what what you're proficient with. Yeah, I have these tools in my far left side. Okay, so you are proficient with them. Do you have them in your inventory also? I do. Okay. Why is this so stupid today? Okay. Yes, I have it. Roll a dexterity check and add your proficiency bonus. You don't have expertise in thieves tools, do you? Where would you have that? Uh rogues have a class feature where they can get expertise in certain abilities, but I don't know how high a rogue you have to be before you get that. It would be in your features and um, or I could, you know, we take a look at the rogue class table too. That'd be a way to do it. Uh, Class features. Expertise. At first level, you choose two of your proficiencies or one of your skill proficiencies and your proficiencies with thieves tools. So yeah, you are a first level rogue. When you go into your features and traits, it should tell you what you have proficient with. No, I took uh, athletics, investigation, persuasion, and sleight of hand. As your proficiencies. So what did you take expertise in? Perception and thieves tools. Okay, so it's a de- it's a dexterity check plus double your proficiency bonus. Uh, okay, so an eighteen base plus two plus two, twenty two. Okay, so you easily pick this lock, and the doors uh, open. Um, you get the sense that perhaps the door that you had opened earlier that opened no problem did so because it is an internal door. You walked out into a room and then there was another door that led out into the garden that was broken down. So Butch made a comment earlier that it's weird that these doors are unlocked. You're like, Oh, well, I guess that makes sense. It was internal. Um, you look out over, um, you can see the whole garden from here. The waves are crashing in against like this rocky, not shoreline, but like cliff line. Um, and then above that is like layer on layer on layer of what used to be a really nice garden. Um, there are statues of like sharks and krakens and, you know, some other stuff like that. Um, also on the top level, just down the steps from where you are, um, you can see a like 20 by 20, uh, foot gazebo standing in the center of the garden area. Do we want to explore this? You know, you know what? There's a whole lot of outdoors. There's a whole lot of garden. I reckon we could 
keep looking inside. What okay. do you think, Falcus? Yeah, I, uh... Let me take a peek outside here. I'd like to kind of scan the area. So the whole... I, I was refreshing my mind on why we're here in the first place. We're here to clear this out of any of the critters and creatures that have overtaken this hold in the time that it's been dilapidated. Right? Yeah, kind of inspect if it would be... Yeah. So that's what you were ordered to do. Whatever your personal priorities are could be separate from that if you wanted them to be, but that was what the captain told you to do. Okay, so with that being in mind, I just want to scan this um, outside area, kind of listening for anything that's not necessarily animal in nature, so people, uh, uh, humanoids that might be walking through the garden, so like scanning the tiers, the garden, listening for anything that's not bird or critter in nature. Okay, roll a perception check. That was a nine. It's a little windy, and the waves are hitting against, like I said, on the far western side is a lot of cliff face, and it's like the crashing sound of water. So you don't hear anything that you think is like in that range. Um, you look around, and you see that there's really... You don't, you don't see any evidence of people being here. Seems, I mean, I can't hear much, but uh, guys, it looks a little devoid of anything out this way. Um, let's, like uh, Butch suggested, let's continue looking through the inside, the rest of the inside of this place. Okay, so we're heading back north, back into the dark corridor. Yep. But I am the light. You are. <laughs> so are these. Listen, as, as someone who, who plays Path of Exile and D... Not D&D, I do play D&D, or Diablo and things like that, I can't help but want to kick over every urn and box. Because there might yeah. there might be a gem of something in it. And Torghast. Need, need my phantasma. You know? <laughs> so you open the urn and a treasure goblin jumps out and runs away and leaves a pile of gold. Yeah, no, there's, unfortunately there aren't any... <laughs> There's no, there's none of that in, in these urns, unfortunately. But I'm kick, kicking over everyone I come by. And uh, how are you going to have an urn and ain't got nothing in it? Uh, you give it a <laughs> swift kick and it topples over, crashes. It makes this loud noise. There's dust in there. Like a little tiny spider runs away. <laughs> Spiders. <laughs> um, as you guys start your way down this hallway you start to see quite a bit more now that you're in the bright light. Um, the, uh, in, in fact, roll a perception check, everybody, as a group. The last I thing you 18. want me to do is roll a perception check. Falcus rolled a 23. 14. Sorry. I rolled, I'm sorry, I rolled an 18. Okay. So everybody sees that there's the double doors on the left. They're made out of kind of a sturdy looking metallic material, Um, maybe steel, but it's got like these dark smudges on it. Um, And then further down the hallway on the right, there's another set of double doors. And then farther down the hallway again on the left is a single door. And then at the very, very far end of the hallway, there's a glowing blue orb of some kind that's like affixed to the wall um, while Butch is like oh that's interesting that's the, that's the only thing of interest that's really in this hallway um, Falcus and Ari also notice that the ground in front of the double doors to the north the ones that are more metallic um, the ground around that set of doors is um, kind of black and soot like scorched um so you're like where, where did that come from and you you tilt back a little bit you look up and you see that there are um little holes in the ceiling just outside of the door the first set of doors this set of doors and it's only that yeah. set of doors that has it not the south one yeah you look for the same thing on the other doors and do not see those okay can I follow um, any logical path of those um, 
nozzles above this northern door uh, where there might be a switch to turn that off. Um, roll an investigation. 19. Okay. With a 19, looking specifically for the way to turn off a trap, uh, you take a look at the door, you take a look at the handle, you take a look at the keyhole on the door, and you look around, like, on the walls and on the floor and all that. Like, you're very, very careful in the way that you're looking for traps. And you determine that there isn't anything outside the door that would, if if this is, in fact, a trap, and you're relatively convinced that it is, um, there isn't anything outside the door that would shut it off. So then you take a look at the actual keyhole and the key mechanism. And at first glance, it looks like a, like a very plain Jane uh, lock, which you think is weird if they're working this hard to protect it. So you look a little bit more deeply and you, you take out your thieves tools and you kind of poke around just a little bit and you realize that the nature of this trap and the nature of this lock is that 19 is a good roll um, is that it looks a lot simpler than it actually is on purpose to make people think that it would be easy to pick but if you don't put the right key in there um, you could unlock the door and set the trap off um, it would have to be very carefully um but now that you know that that's on there, you would be able to very carefully um, address this trap. Well, the other way, too, is I have that key that I found behind the portrait in the main hall. Um, would my poking and prodding in here with my thieves tools at least uh, give me some kind of hint if that key is the key for this door? With the 19, you actually think that it is not. Gotcha. Oh, but I thought you then, were just gonna w get the key out and stick it, stick it in without a second thought. Uh, we did that once already. I mean, that's what you did last time. I learned my lesson on that. I um, so with the with the nineteen and my thief proficiency uh, expertise and thieves tools, would I be able to pick this lock without triggering the trap? The nineteen gave you an understanding for how to go about trying to do that. So, yes, um, the, the difficulty check to pick this lock and to do it without setting anything off, now that you have that knowledge, would be lower. Um, if you'd like to try to pick the lock, you can go ahead and roll a Thieves' Tools check. Perfect. Um, now dexterity, that I remember how to do that. Right. Dexterity and double proficiency. I'm going to back away while she's doing this. I'm just going to back up a bit. Okay. Ari takes a step back because she's like, I know what's coming next. I'll give I'll give Ari a look and be like, get the healing spell ready, please. Done. That is a 21 base plus another four for proficiency and expertise. So 25 on the lockpick. Okay, so you do this thing where in one hand you've got like the longer pick and you get in there with it. And then your other hand, it's got a little bit of a curve to it. And you lean in and you press where like only the real key would be able to press and then you turn and look over to Butch and give him a click <laughs> and you just pop the door and <laughs> the door opens nothing I'm gonna turn uh, in, in that same look to Butch and Ari and I'm like this is why the ladies like me oh my god yeah okay well since you did the honor of unlocking it, I feel like you should have the joy of going in first and, you know, seeing if there's more trap. <laughs> well, I reckon that's right. I'm going to bring up the rear to make sure uh, nothing explodes inside of there. <laughs> into my face. You guys enter into this room. You see that it's this large bedchamber that's very quiet, very still. There's cracks forming in the plaster on the walls. Um, there used to be a design of like very colorful sort of coral branches and seashells and things. There are pillars that are carved to resemble the tentacles with the kelp and all that other stuff. Same like it was in the throne room, actually very similar aesthetic. Um, and then beneath 
you know, in the center, there's like a, ra- a little bit of a raised platform. There's this big king-sized bed that's standing um, there, surrounded on all sides by like nice, well, what used to be nice carpeting and, and nice uh, um, rugs. There's like a big bear rug at the at the base of the at the bed. Um, actually, the <laughs> the bed's wooden frame is carved to resemble like splashing and surging waves. Um, and then set into the north wall, there are two doors. Dust covers everything in this room. Who would do that to a bear? I say while looking at the rug. <laughs> okay. Well, anyone want to take a nap? Falcus, why don't you go ahead and just jump into bed right there and uh, see if you want to take a short rest. I'll roll my eyes loudly at Butch. What? I I reckon there's no bed bugs in that at all. Uh, I'm gonna scan the rest of the room, see... I mean, it's really dusty. Um, I'm gonna see what I want to look for. Is anything that prior to the dust would have been something that somebody would have accessed quite frequently? Like, something that would be important to them that they would want to be accessing it frequently is kind of what I'm thinking of like something that's worn something that's um, well kind of used even underneath all the dust roll investigation 25 uh critical yes yep natural 20 for a 25 that's pretty great um you scan the room you take a look down and you see that your own footprints are in the dust. So you're like, okay, so it's going to be obvious if anyone's come in here since it was disused and you look around and you actually don't see any evidence of that at all. So you're like, all right, why, where, you know, what's going on in this room that would have been accessed normally back when it was in full use. Um, on the walls, you see things like, um, you know, coat hooks and and that sort of thing. There's sort of nothing on any of those. You see that the doors to the north are closed, but that you know you know that north of here is the throne room. So you're like, okay, well, the rooms beyond those doors are relatively small, so possibly storage or who knows what else. Um, you look under the bed and you look like around the rugs and you look uh, around the pillars and you look around everything and you you actually find very very little that you think is of interest in this room gotcha yeah the, what my, my mind was thinking about is like when when you have somebody's got like a secret entrance and it, it's like a sconce that that opens it it's going to be that one sconce is going to be a little shinier than the other ones because of where they've been grabbing it every time that's kind of where my thought process was is what I wanted to look for you check the shininess of all the sconces and you don't find any secret passages. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll uh, pass it on to Ari and Butch. Say, I'm not seeing much in here. It just looks like a bedchamber. Um, I'll go to the far doors and wait for them. It's a pr- pretty fancy room, but I can't get my, my head thinking about anything else but that blue orb down the hall. But, uh... And while we're in here, there there, there are doors up here. Let's Y'all go and check I them out. I will check them out. This place sure is a maze. And I'm still holding the torch. Which door do you open first? The first. left one. The left one. Okay. Um, so you open the door to the left. And inside, you can see um, a, what was a dark room... But there is light coming in from the bedroom, and also Butch has a torch and all that, so you can see well enough in here. Um, There's quite a bit in this room, actually. On all four walls of this, it's a rectangular room, all four walls have um, several shelves. Um, On the shelves, you can see a whole bunch of little knickknacks, like wooden statues of sea creatures and stuff that have rotted out because of exposure to the elements and all that. Um, there's a couple of stacks of old sheets, moldy blankets, stuff like that. There's uh, also on the shelves, there's like a set of quills and inkwells. All that stuff is dried out and rotted. Um, there are two chests on the floor in the middle of the room. 
I'm going to kick them both. <laughs> you just... Uh, all right. <laughs> just, just, just a little, like, stick the toe out, you know, as far... Keep my body as far away from it as possible. Okay. Um, you kick the wooden chest. Sure, positive that this is dangerous. And it goes... And then nothing like you you kick it it shifts a little bit because you kicked it and then no no other reaction a visible sigh of relief uh and then i'm going to attempt to open them okay i'm gonna roll my eyes and come over here inside it's kind of a small room but uh i want to protect falcus as much as i can before ari has to uh <laughs> fix them up. Okay. Uh, you open the first chest. Inside, you find five or so full outfits of a pretty expensive-looking sailor's clothing, um, complete with, like, coat and hat and all that stuff. Um, and they're in pretty good condition, considering that they were stored properly, even though you know, the, the nature of this place is that it's so disused that it's hard to find anything that's actually valuable. Um, they look like they're fit for a captain or maybe even an admiral. Like they're really high quality, like the expensive with all the filigree and the feathers and, and whatever else that like the top of the line people wear. They're also kind of oversized. Uh, whoever wore these when they were like worn by their owner was probably a pretty big fellow. Um, and yeah, like the chest seems to have preserved their quality pretty well. Okay. Um, I probably don't have the capability of grabbing everything. Um, Are you size for me. kidding me? This looks like it'll fit. You want to put it on, Butch? I think it's dressed like a pirate day. Look at this. They never did give us those hats. Here. here. And I start ruffling through the box. And there's a bunch of um, outfits and I look for ones that have, like the, the on the shoulders that that that, sh that show that you're a captain or an admiral. Um, and uh, I look for something with the prettiest color, like it, if there's a purple, uh, or, or something like that, or or an emerald green, like a really good color. Is there any outfits like? As you said, there's five outfits. Anything like that? Most of what you find uh, in, like, there's a big coat, and it's, like, of a brown leather. Um, there's a big tri-corner hat, um, which is also of, like, a darker color. Um, a lot of the other, like, non-outerwear clothing is mostly um, either red or red-themed. Like, it's got, you know, red accents on the, on the things and such. Um there is one that is a darker red that you think, okay, well, in the right light could pass as a purple. There isn't anything that's a bright green. Um, and if, if I'm honest, I'm just looking for the outerwear. Um, so like one, like a big coat or a big mm -hmm. like jacket. And there's one something like that in there. Yeah. What color is it? It's like red? a red, like a like a brown leather. Ooh. Okay. Nice. Okay. Wait, wait a minute. It's just a coat? It's not like a captain's coat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the long, like, um, I don't know, like, uh, 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 calf length, um, you know, Captain Jack Sparrow, like, flapping kind of pirate coat kind of deal. All right. I'm going to put on this uh, big leather coat and the tricord hat. Um, it, the, the coat almost is a really nice fit it might need to be worked a little bit you're like i don't know man this feel it's it feels like it's fitted for a big human and not a pandaren but it's close you feel like if you had it altered you'd have like a really really nice like fancy pirate captain coat okay i'm gonna i'm not and gonna can wear, wear it that like then. it's you you can wear it it's just it's not a per it's not a perfect fit like it needs a little work okay uh, do you think it's gonna keep me from fighting? No, not in any way. <laughs> okay, I'll 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 wear this ill-fitting um, jacket, 
and but the hat's the most important part. So so I definitely have this hat on. And uh I'm feeling pretty good about myself right now. Like <laughs> Does, is this the kind of, kind of treasure they were hoping for us to find? Does Butch wear a shirt just so I have the mental image right? I don't feel like he has so far. It has been a long time since I made the description. And I don't know if I talked about what he was wearing. Now, he doesn't have any kind of armor on. Right, but you can still wear clothing. Like you can be an unarmored class and still have a t-shirt on or something. I just wasn't sure because, like, in my head, for like, if I'm going to be honest, in my head, I always kind of had a little bit of um, Poe from Kung Fu Panda in my head a little bit. (laughs) Like, he's got on shorts and that's it. But whatever your description of your character is, obviously, is what works. Straight Donald Duck in it. Straight Donald. That was. I had a uh, uh, Amanda and I earlier were talking about some other races that are in the game and we got onto the topic of Warforged very very briefly Um, Erica was playing a Warforged fighter in in our uh, kitchen table game for a little while there Uh, I was playing a Warforged monk on Discord for a little bit who literally wore a button up green long sleeve shirt and no pants (laughs) um, and had on Groucho Marx glasses with like the big rubber nose on them and was trying to pass himself off as human. Um, was doing the worst job at it, but I had this great role play where I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm totally a normal human doing normal human things. Who wants to talk about the fastest way to get to a destination? Like, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> oh, it was great. And I was straight Donald Duck in it. It was a wonderful character. Um, that, that That's from SNL, right? No, the... Oh, no, straight the, Donald the, Duck in it? I think it is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a whole lot here about like what my character looks like, but it's mostly, you know, what kind of hair, things like that. And our uh, listeners can absolutely see all of this information in our Discord. But, um, yeah, it, let, I, I, I think I would... I, I'm... With, you're asking me the hard questions all of a sudden. The thing is, I've got this great axe on my back, so I've got all these like, like leather straps and stuff, where it would hold my bag and my javelin and my great axe and things like that. So I'm not just like bare chested, <laughs> bare. Um, I'm not totally bare chested because something has to keep the, you know, the great axe on. You know, I've got like sure. Like those kinds of things, but um, other than that, I've got uh, trousers that are—I'm trying to say casual but cheap. Um, <laughs> like a like a working trousers, like a farmer's pants. Yes, yes, and um, and, and I've got boots on, but uh, so 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 that's what we're looking at here. Okay, and then all of that in addition to fancy pirate coat. Now I have a ill-fitting fancy pirate coat and a big old hat. Looks and good. And that was it works. This was just one chest that we've explored, or is that both chests? That was one. Okay, I'll uh, start working on the other, the next one. Open up the next one. This one is locked. Knowing how that front door was, I am going to carefully inspect this one prior to finishing the lock picking on it. Okay, roll investigation to check for traps. Not good on this one. Uh, seven. That seems safe. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> uh, that would be a 21. For picking the lock? Right, so it's a 17 plus two for proficiency bonus plus another two for expertise. Got it. Um, confident that everything is fine. You pick the lock. The lock opens. The chest opens. And inside, you find some books. You find five books that are also, again, pretty properly uh, res- uh, preserved from being stored correctly. You pop them open and start flipping through them. Four of them are a little smaller than the fifth um, and are old log books. They look like they chronicle the, 
you're like, okay, this is about this ship. This is about this ship. All right, cool. Flip through, flip through. Okay, more ship stuff. Looks like it's talking about the voyages of various blood cell ships. There's not a whole lot of detail to these, and it's you're you're like, oh, okay, this is probably like, you know, the right collector might want these, or, um, you know, just keeping track of. But I mean, the stuff that this is keeping track of is is old enough that it doesn't super matter what these records are anymore. But you're like, oh, this is like interesting in an academic sense. If they're interesting uh, on the academic sense, I do have Thieves Cant. Is there anything in here, what I would be looking for, if knowing that these are blood sale diaries, blood sale? Like ship's logs. Ship logs. Would there be anything interesting, like in the ledger or in the margins, as to maybe where they might have buried their treasures throughout the world? Like finding like some X on the spots that we can find later in our travels? Or go looking for later in our travels? I'm going to be honest with you. I hadn't considered that, but it 100% makes sense that there would be information about that in a pirate's ship's log. Um, I'll get back to you on that. I'll get back to you on that. Cool. Uh, I'll just start to pack these up in the backpack. Yeah, you can store them away pretty easily. The fifth and final book, which was a little bit bigger than the others, um, is written by somebody called Duke Falrevere. It's written in a really neat nobleman's handwriting, and it holds a lot of really awful stuff, actually. Um, It's essay after essay detailing the superiority of humans over the other races on Azeroth. Um, It talks about how one day all of the lesser races, quote unquote, the way he puts it, um, are not going to be welcome in a proper and civilized seafaring society. Um, It discusses how the founding of the Bloodsail Buccaneers was based on that principle. And the author really like there are a couple of essays just talking about how awful the the Blackwater Raiders are in particular and his beef with them seems to stem from the idea that besides being a a competing pirate organization they're also a like a multicultural crew that's funded by goblins who he really hates he sees them as being exceptionally inferior even compared to people like elves and trolls who he looks down on anyway you read through this and you're like wow this guy wasn't this guy was a monster like some of the stuff that he says about you know other sailors and other people and like it, it talks about how like you know back when he was a noble before he became a pirate he and his ship uh responded to a distress call but when he saw that the situation was dangerous and the people he would be rescuing weren't humans his ship just turned and left like he's a the guy was a real piece of work I definitely think we need to keep these because uh, if we're still trying to convince Butch's friend that the blood sales are not who they say they are I think this is the perfect thing to help us in our quest with that you know that th- that book ain't ain't all that nice but the captain of the blood sail ship that we've been sailing on is an orc. So clearly they're, they're, you know, letting other people in, (laughs) you know, uh, most of the leadership on that boat, you know, they ain't human. So, so what changed? This guy's no longer alive. That would be my first guess. I, I, I look down at my coat and kind of look at it in disdain for a second, and then I eh, shrug. So it looks cool, <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. One of these things is doing yeah. its own things. One of these things is yes. Something is doesn't line up here. Um. Okay. Yeah, I think we should keep well, this. I mean, that might have been the original intention of the blood sales. Um, 
without this guy's leadership behind it, if depending on how long he survived and lasted uh, at the start of the Bloodsail Buccaneers, that they continued on with somewhat of the same ideals, minus the racism part. Because <laughs> um, where else are you going to get more help except for limit your number of people you can have anyway um, okay so xenophobic captain admiral whatever go ahead Casey. i was gonna say um i'm trying to decide what a good check would be for trying to piece the various things that you know about the crew versus this all together i would say if anyone's like trying to connect the dots you can roll an intelligence check to see if anything jumps to mind Falkus rolled a 20. Um, with a 20, you think about it and you think about, okay, so we met some people on the boat who said that they were in the Bloodsail Pirates before uh, the big attack on Booty Bay that kind of sort of ended uh, the, the, the last crew of Bloodsails. Um, those guys are human. Um you know that the people who are on blood sail crew now have beef with the blackwater raiders but like this place has been here for a long time um it's possible that it was it's possible that the pirate organization was founded on those ideas and like their beef with the blackwaters evolved into a every sort of new generation of crew like oh yeah well we're fighting them and they're fighting us and we're fighting them and they're fighting us and it like snowballed in that way um and now it might be the case that nobody on the ship feels that way but those hatreds are born from this do you do you know do you know who's human jackson yeah so if you look at uh yeah i've got the list open here of the yeah i was uh, just looking at the so Sharp Tusk spear. is an orc. Um, Battlechin, we know, is a Pandaren. Jackson's male human. Tilbur's gnome. No, I, I, we, is a gnome. We can... Female night elf. Stinky Pete is human. And Two-Toed Ping. So we can seriously start to turn these people on Stinky Pete, Two-Toed Ping, and Jackson. No, 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 no. My um, point is... So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back into character. All right. Now, if that's what what we're what we're talking about, people who've been there a while, and and people who might still be thinking the, the way that's in this book, you know, we've been looking at J Jackson. He he he's the one with some uh, who who tried to bring that acid on the boat. Who probably did bring that acid on the boat, for all I know. So uh, and we know that he's in cahoots with uh, Two Toed Ping. Ping. We know that the two of them are uh, buddies. I don't know how stinky Pete fits into that. Two-toed two Ping was brought on the crew by Jackson. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's food for thought. I mean, if any one of us was technically human here, um, I say that because Ari did definitely wolf out on the deck um, that we could have tried to pull it the supremacist way but because the three of us are not we're gonna have to swing the other way you know what I mean in the sense of turning the non-human participants of the ship against the humans well I say we, we take a look and see if we find more stuff in here that you know the, then we lay it all on the table and figure out what we want to do um, make it a plan yep. right now probably ain't gonna do us much good but uh whew, I'm it's glad we went through thought. that door <laughs> food for thought for sure and you yes. are looking quite dapper there uh, Butch why thank you I quite like Very my new spiffy. look I've been trying to get that hat they keep saying they're gonna give it to us you've been working hard for the hat
The mostly abandoned fortress has rewarded the party with information about the Bloodsail Buccaneers, which may work to the party's favor when it comes time to help Billy. However, our heroes still have a long way to go before they are finished their exploration. What's going on near the rope bridge? What could explain the red mists? Might they come across more traps? We'll have to wait until next week to find out when it's time to queue up for more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.